following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. Good morning, everyone. It really is wonderful to be here, and it's, um, it's really been heartwarming for me just to feel the presence of God here. Uh, the presence of God is life-changing, isn't it? And I have really felt some things changing in my heart, just feeling the love of God here, feeling the acceptance, feeling the the spirit that, that is here because of who you guys are in God. And I just want to thank you so much. Thank you, you know, thinking of things that amaze us in terms of God, I'm amazed that you guys love us and support us. I really am. Thank you. Thank you that you would be so loving and giving and supportive of us and who we are and what God has called us to do. So thank you so much. I'm amazed at that. Um, when we were in Turkey, this phrase, it, this was like early on when I, I didn't know the, the, the language, and this phrase started coming to me, yetkeli servis, yetkeli servis. And I didn't know what that meant. I had no idea what that meant. So I went to someone and asked them, and they said, oh, Oh, actually, first I saw it on a, on a van. I saw it in a van that was driving through the city. It said on their Yetkili service. And it was a service van. I don't know what he did, electrician or a plumber or something. But when I went and asked somebody, what, what does that mean? And they said, oh, that means an authorized agent. An authorized agent. In other words, that van and who was in the van was an authorized agent of who had sent them to go and do the work. Yetkili service, authorized agent. And God started to speak to me about how I was authorized. I was an authorized agent of heaven. And that I was sent from the service department to correct some problems. There's a lot of problems out there, isn't there? A lot of problems in my life that God has worked on and is working on. But God started to say, you're an authorized agent. You're authorized from heaven to go and to carry my message, which has the power to change people's lives. And it's as simple as that, really. We're just authorized from heaven to go, that we are sent ones. And then about the same time, I started, the scripture started to just reverberate through my spirit from John chapter 1, and it was, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. How many of you know me as Joe? Well, I go by John Joseph now because there was a man sent from God whose name was John. God personalized it for me, but it's a story in itself. I don't want to go into that. But it, it, is, it is something to know that you and I 
not just John the Baptist, not just not Jesus, but you and I are sent ones. And we are sent with the authorization of heaven to be able to do the Father's business and to be about his business. And so I just, it has given me confidence and faith in my heart to know that heaven has authorized me. I just want to say to you, heaven has authorized you. Jesus said, even as the Father has sent me, so send I you. You are authorized by heaven. And you may not go to Turkey. You may not go to the Middle East. You may not go to Africa or wherever it is. You may go to the workplace. You may go to your neighborhood. You may go downtown by where Mary and Mike live. But you're an authorized agent. Carry that authority. Carry that, that confidence in God that you're going there to make a difference by the power of him who lives within you. Amen. Um, is it time to hand it to you? Who are we? Oh, who are we? Uh, we're, we're lovers of God. We're, we're people who love God. So that's who we are. But some of the things that we're doing right now is that, yes, we've, we've lived in Romania, we've lived in Turkey, uh, we've lived in northern Iraq and Kurdistan, um, ministered in those places. And then we came back and, and we were in Traverse City for a while, helping YWAM there. Uh, then we were in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, helping pioneer youth with a mission base there. And then God moved us up here to Minneapolis, and we're pioneering a youth with a mission work up here. And God has opened up a facility in Blaine, on the east part of Blaine. Uh, come and see us sometime. We'll put you to work, because it seems like the last uh, 10 months, all we've been doing is just working, 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 repairing things and fixing things and digging ditches and, and uh, trying to stay out of the poison ivy. And I haven't been successful at that. But um, so some of the things that are on our heart is, is seeing the church awaken to the task that we've been assigned and awaken to the opportunities that are there if we will open our eyes, open our hearts, and run to the chaos that's out there and run to the chaos that's out there, that that's the heart of God, that he wants, he wants us as his authorized agents to run to the chaos so that we can bring the message of hope, we can bring the message of love, we can bring the message of, of uh, the power of God to be able to restore a life. And so we're working at trying to awaken the church, awaken our own hearts, and... Um, we're, we're doing different trips to uh, primarily Turkey, but to unreached people groups. And we're going to be doing one pretty soon, in about 10 days. Um, we're also trying to find creative ways to be able to have open doors in restricted access countries. Not every country wants Christians to come in there and to share the gospel. How many of you know that? Some countries are opposed to that, but 
that has not changed God's command, go into all the world. We still need to do that, no matter what governments tell us in that respect. So one of the things I'm doing is uh, I started something called Farmer John's, in which uh, I'm learning how to be a vertical farmer and to grow things like microgreens, and which is a very healthy, nutrient-dense plant. And this is a way that missionaries could get into, not being called a missionary, but they could get into a restricted access country because they are bringing a service to the people there that can help them uh, with, with, um, with their nutritional needs. And it, it's really a very cost-effective way to be able to get really healthy, nutritious food. So we're trying to use that as, a, as something to be able to develop and give into the hands of others who want to go into restricted access countries. Anyway, I'm going to hand it over to you okay. because you have some wonderful things to share. Do you want me to sit down? I'll you can, <laughs> whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm cheering for you over here. Uh, yeah, it's so good to see everyone, and especially our, our friends that are dear to us. As we were praying about coming and sharing, I got this word, and I thought, oh, that's just too close to home, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but he just kept impressing it on me and saying, that's the word of the Lord for this for this church. So I needed to be obedient. Well, you've heard my husband, and being up in front is not my gifting. It's not what I do easily. But being obedient, that's where I have the victory. Renee talked about having victory in Jesus. And God uses the weak and where you're not comfortable and uses us in those places because in him we're strong. So just give me a little bit of slack today. <laughs> um, I'm going to say a word, and I want you to... Th What's the first thing that comes to your mind? A word picture, the connotations. Here's the word. Ambassador. Okay, something that comes to my mind is a political ambassador. With everything that's going on in the world today, we need ambassadors in other countries. The other one, of course, is being an ambassador for Christ. That's probably what most of us thought of. That's who we are. God calls us to be an ambassador of him. The secular definition of ambassador is a diplomat of the highest rank sent to another country as a permanent representative of his or her own country. Other synonyms of an ambassador are envoy, minister, delegate, agent, 
And those all have great spiritual connotations. A political ambassador, what kind of power do they have? Now, when I read this definition, I want you to think in spiritual terms. The, Veneva, Vene, the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations states that ambassadors are diplomats of the highest rank, formally representing their own head of state. They are invested with full power and authority for independent action on behalf of their government. And John Joseph already talked about being a representative and having full authority from God. And I just think that's so powerful, that, that parallel of having full authority to act on behalf of the head of our state, of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. When we were in Turkey, we um, were leaders of a project, if I can say that, of going to every village and town in Antalya province, prayer walking on site with insight. You know, God has a way when we are following him of bringing us to the right place at the right time to the right person. That's what, how we need to be looking at ourselves as ambassadors. One day I had a group of uh, people. We jumped in my van and we're going to go uh, see uh, how many villages we could pray at. Sometimes when we went, it was just one. Sometimes it was five. This day we ended up in a small village. There was maybe two paths where the houses were. We went there and walked those places, prayed, didn't meet anybody, came back to the center of town. It was only dirt road, an intersection. On one part was a market. On the other, part, on the other side was a pharmacy. No signs of where these roads were leading. So I didn't know where to go for the next village. I said, okay, I'm going to go into the... Uh, and, uh, the pharmacy, parked my van. As I went through the cross street, there was a man on a bicycle. I get directions where to go, come back out to the van, get in, and I see the man on the bicycle, and he's still standing there. I start the car, and just as I was about to take off, you know, I should have had maybe some sense, and, oh, you should talk to that guy. But I'm on a mission, and I'm going to keep going with my people in the van. But just as I was about to take off, here's the man on the bicycle right next to my window. I roll the window down. Oh, hi. And he looks at me, and he goes, I know you. And I'm going, oh, dear. 
And I say, I'm so sorry, sir. I don't know you. And he stops me and he goes, no, no, you wouldn't know me. Two months ago, you were in my village. This isn't my village. And he looks, peeks his head in. You're with different people. What are you doing? And we're just saying, thank you, God. And we told him what we were doing. We were here, Americans here, to love on the Turks, to bless them, to pray for their country, to pay, pray for them. Is there something we could pray for you about? He looks at me and hangs his head and begins to tell me his difficulties, his brokenness. We chat for a bit, and I ask if I can pray for him. Prayed for him, and as I prayed, tears came down his cheeks, and he was just touched by the love of God. And then at the end, I said, Sir, do you see how much God loves you? God in heaven ordained this moment in history for you. Two minutes before or two minutes after, if, if I would have come two minutes before or two minutes after, we would have missed each other. But God ordained a specific time for you to receive the love of Jesus and a prayer in Jesus' name. And I believe that was probably the first prayer in the name of Jesus that had ever been prayed for him and the beginning of his spiritual journey in knowing Jesus. That's an ambassador. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Well, the Hebrew Greek definition for ambassador is, by implication, to act as a representative and figuratively to be a preacher. Can you consider yourself that as an ambassador, a representative and a preacher? I love the word representative because it is representing Christ and his kingdom to a lost world. We come as the face of Jesus and represent who he is. Let's see, where should I go from here? <clears throat> 1 Peter 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Before we can be ambassadors, we have to be born into a new kingdom. And the moment we decide to follow Jesus... Ask him to come. We are new citizens and entering a new kingdom, not living and governed by our old way of life, but we are new in him. And that is what we as ambassadors want to see and represent to those we are sent. 
Let's look at Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. And I pray and pray on my behalf that speech may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change, chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. It's incredible to me that in those verses, Paul begins with saying, and pray on my behalf. Paul wasn't ashamed or shy to say, come on, church, pray for me. I need prayer right now. I'm, I'm an ambassador and I need prayer. And he's saying prayer for what? For his speech. Paul, the great orator, the communicator, the one that's written books, he's saying, I need prayer that my speech would be bold and empowered and I would speak the right thing at the right time to the right people. And how much more so us than Paul to say, God, I need you as an ambassador that I might share and say the right words to people that I am sent to. We are on a mission. We are God's envoys to bring the face, his face to people. We, need, we so need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We so need his wisdom and his power, his insight and discernment as we go out. We can't do it on our, on our own strength. Ask for his, the infilling of the Holy Spirit every time we go out, which is daily. And, it, and like John Joseph said, whether it's across the world, in our own neighborhood, to our families, in the marketplace, we are his ambassadors and bringing who he is. John Joseph, would you come and share a story? about the boat captain. This is uh, a story about really relying on the Holy Spirit. We were hosting a team, a Youth with a Mission team from a DTS called Fire and Fragrance. And uh, we were going to go out and share the gospel. But we didn't know what to do, so we were having a worship time and just waiting on the Lord. God, what are you saying? What do you want us to do? What's your program? And uh, so we got done praying and kind of, what did God say to you? I don't know. God, what did God say to you? Nothing. What did God say to you? Nothing. Well, it got down to me. I was the last one. And I guess I felt God spoke to me. And so we went and did what I said. And I had sensed that the Lord was saying, go down to the harbor, find a boat captain, and prophesy over him. Okay. So I, I told everybody in the group, and they all kind of looked at one another and looked at me like, are you crazy? But uh, we did. We went down to the harbor, and uh, there were a number of boat captains there. And uh, it took us a bit to find the right one. But uh, we walked up to him, and uh, <laughs> this is a Turkish boat captain, okay? And I, I said, 
You know, sir, what this, we were just worshiping God and praying, and during that time, just sensed that God wanted us to come down here and say some things from his heart for you. Would you be okay with that? And he, he looked at me like I was an alien, and I was a dangerous alien, and an alien that he couldn't trust. But he reluctantly, sheep, or reluctantly said, okay. And so I said, well, okay. And I started to prophesy to him. And you could just tell his expression just started to change a little bit as I was saying some specific things about his life. And I, I felt I was done, and so I, I stepped back and I said, come on, guys, go ahead. And so the next guy stepped up and he started prophesying, and, and I would interpret whenever it was necessary. And uh, the boat captain did speak some English. And then about the third, and then after that second person was done, then the third person came up and Right when about the third person was to go, he, he calls over, he calls over somebody, another captain or acquaintance or whatever. He says, come over here. You need to hear what these guys are saying. So he went from a place of being very reluctant and very skeptical to a place where, wow, this is, this is something. This is ministering to me. And it's not only ministering to me, but I have a friend that needs it too, and I'm going to pull him in. And then everybody prophesied except one in the group who was, who was really sheepish and, and really scared and fearful. And both of these guys then were, were, looked around and they saw this guy that hadn't prophesied, and the boat captain pointed and said, you, you haven't, you haven't done this yet. You say something. And so he stepped up and he prophesied. And you know, Corinthians talks about how, what happens that when we, when we prophesy. An unbeliever, secrets of his heart can be un, un, unveiled and he can fall on his face and worship God. Well, the boat, ca- I'm, you know, the boat captain at that point didn't fall on his face and worship God, but you know what? It was a step in the right direction. And I can't tell you how much he and his friend thanked us for what we said because of all the things that they were going through in their lives and the words of God came to help bring him up from where, what he was experiencing. Praise God. It's so good to go out and, as Paul said, be bold as this group was. Be bold emblazoned to share the gospel. It is amazing how we can rely on the Holy Spirit all the time. You know, it's not always easy going out and talking with people. We don't know what they're going to say, what we're going to come up against. Sometimes when uh, maybe God has put a certain group of people on your heart. 
For example, a political diplomat, when they get sent to a country, they don't just, okay, I'm going there. They do their research. What is this people? What is their government? How do they think? What's their worldview? How do they act? And I think we, as ambassadors, if God is putting someone, a special people group, on our hearts, who are they? Know about them and not come with our own way of doing things, but contextualize enough without diluting the gospel to help bring them into the kingdom. How many of you have watched or seen the movie, what is it, Jesus Revolution? Yeah. yeah. And who was it, Pastor Chuck? And how he changed to be able to minister to the hippie generation. I think that's just such a good example of being open to other groups of people. Oh, I don't need this. You're doing great, dear. There we go. <laughs> I guess it doesn't really matter, huh? <clears throat> so when we went to Turkey, our team leader... Uh, one of his rules was that team, new team members need to be immersed into the culture to know how people think and act and what they do. A few days into our time, we were at a language lesson and we were supposed to get some sentences. We're new in Turkey. We want to learn about Turks. Do you know of a family that we could live with? because our team leader wanted us to live with a family. So we go in our city of a million people for a week up and down the streets and say our sentences and every time, no, no, I don't know of anyone, I'm sorry. So one day we said, what are we gonna do? We took out a map and we said, God, lead us to the right place so that we can do this. We told our two teenage girls who were with us, pack your school backpack, and we're going to go on an adventure. Pack what you need for a week. We jumped on a public bus and went uh, an hour and a half out of our big city, ended up in a village, went to the town square. Okay, here we are. And I saw a lady at a shoe shop. Okay, I'll go say my sentences to her. Now, this is just like a week into being there, and we don't know the language. So I said my sentences to her. I'm sorry. John Joseph, my man of power, he went to the local Chaija, the tea guy. He said the sentences, and the tea man said, yeah, you can come and stay with us. You can come and stay with my family. And John Joseph is going, what? Is this really, is this really true? <laughs> and sure enough, at the end of the day, we went to his house and stayed with them for a week. I got to go with the lady, bring her cow to the pasture and milk the cow and sit with the ladies and learn to crochet lace for the hand towels, cook with them, eat their uh, um, cornstarch soup and sleep in their living room with the ants crawling on our pillows in the morning, 
John Joseph got to go with the Chaija, the tea man, to his workplace and go to a going away, sending off party for a um, guy who was going into the army. But it was such a wonderful time to sit with them on their little cement slab and their teenage boy sitting there with his gun in his, in the, in his hand and just talking with them, learning some more Turkish, learning about Turks. One day I was talking, later on, I was talking with a man and asked a question. And his answer to me was, he raised his eyebrows. And I'm going, oh no, what's going on? What, what does that mean in our culture? When, oh, okay, oh yeah. And so I go, okay, I'm closing that, that conversation real quickly. I asked my team leader later, told him the situation. He laughed and he said, well, when you raise your eyebrows, that just means no. <laughs> so it is really finding out about the people that, that God is sending you to. You know, it's not always easy, and we come, across, we come to difficult situations. One day, John Joseph and I had a team of people, and we went to a village. We stopped. There were people gathered, so we went over to them. It was at the local well. They were filling up jugs of water to nice spring water from the mountains to bring back to their houses. We chatted. And we noticed a man off to the side. He didn't look like a villager. He had on nice dress pants and a button-up shirt. And he just stood there at the side. We kept chatting. And after a bit, I said, can I pray with you? And they said, sure, you can pray for us. And then they started talking again. And I said, no, right now. And they looked at me. And I did, and we learned to do what they do, so they understand. I took out my prayer sheet that was written, held it in my hand. John Joseph stood there, and we held our hands up, our eyes open, and I read the prayer. During the prayer, the people were saying, Amen, Amen, Amen. And at the end, in the name of Jesus, amen. As soon as I stopped praying, this well-dressed man came over to the group, pushed past a lady, and came up and stood in front of me. And he went and slapped me on the arm. And he goes, what are you doing? And I said, we're here just talking with people in the village. And he hits me again, and it jolts me. And I'm going, oh, Jesus, what's going on here? And he goes, what's in your hand? And I said, it's a prayer. And he hits me again. And he goes, where did you get that? And at this point, John Joseph is stepping up and saying, okay, do I need to intervene here? What's going on? Who's this guy slapping my wife? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I said, it's a prayer. And he, and he says, where did you get that? And I said, well, John Joseph and I and some Turks wrote it. We feel like it's a prayer from God. And he grabs it from me and shoves it in his pocket. And we're going, okay, come on, Father, come through for us here. And then he looks at John Joseph and he looks at me and he goes, that's the most beautiful prayer I've ever heard. <laughs> and we're going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're not going to arrest us and bring us to the police station. And you know, it's, we come across some situations when we are an ambassador that are a little scary or uncomfortable. But in that case, in the end, he had a written piece of paper that expressed God's love for him. And I'm sure that he read it over and over again. And that's what we're called to be, ambassadors of him. Amen. We are YWAMers. YWAM has a motto. Know God and make him known. Know God. That's where it all begins. Where's our relationship with Jesus? We have to know him deep so that we can be urged, as Paul said, to implore and beg people on behalf of God to come to him. And in closing, I'm going to read YWAM's statement of purpose. It just sums up this morning. As citizens of God's kingdom, we are called to love and worship and obey our Lord, to love and serve his body, the church, and to love peoples everywhere which includes presenting the whole gospel to the whole person throughout the whole world. May that be our mission statement in our heart. And we are so powerful when we partner with God to, to bring people into the kingdom and see them develop in their relationship with God. May we be that kind of ambassador. John Joseph, would you come and pray. Thank you. Just stand right here and I'll pray through your yeah. mic, okay? Oh. Then we can get together close okay. with you. <laughs> you know, there, there is a new wave of missionaries, I believe. Yeah. A new wave of sent ones. If you can just Forget the word missionary and just think of a sent one. And we all are sent ones. And I believe that God is raising up a whole huge wave. And it's going to be everyone going everywhere. It's going to be every person living missionally. That we are about the Father's business. Heavenly Father. We just want to thank you for your great love, the love that has captured our hearts, the love that has um, dissolved fears and doubts and misgivings of who you are and what you're like. 
We thank you for the power of the gospel, that there is power to change and transform people's lives through the simple good news that there's a wonderful, loving God who just wants to have everyone in relationship with him and has done everything necessary for that. God, just help each one of us here to have just a greater degree of confidence in that authority of being a sent one. A greater degree of, of yes, I, I'm deputized. I'm authorized. I'm sent from heaven. And I carry a message that is so powerful it can transform even the worst sinner. Thank you, Lord. Help each one of us, Lord, to go to the places that you want us to go to. And we believe, Lord, that there will be every tongue, every tribe, representatives of every people group standing before your throne worshiping you. Thank you, Because God. everyone will be going everywhere. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.